All right, as we wrap up a series that has helped me so much, and I hope this series has been a help to you so much, we're going to do something a little different than what we've been talking about over the last three weeks. To wrap up our Trust Me series, we're going to turn things around a little bit. We're going to look in the mirror, and we're going to consider what it looks like to be a trustworthy person, to be someone that other people can trust, to answer the question, can I be trusted? Can you be trusted? Can we be trusted? Now, I know your default setting and my default setting is, yeah, of course I can be trusted. Of course people can trust me. But I wonder if the people in your life that actually have to trust you would agree. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Let me just kind of level the playing field for everybody and make sure that we all get on the same page really quick. Because here's the deal. We all have and can break people's trust. We all have. We've done it before and we can. We will do it again. We just will. We will break trust with our spouse. We will break trust as a parent with our parents. We will break trust as children with our children. We will break trust with friends, coworkers, a boss. And we will especially break trust with God. Being someone who knows everything about you Every nuance of your thoughts and your heart and your intentions and your actions and what you do and what you wanted to do but you didn't do but you really wanted to do and what you said but you didn't say what you said but you wish you would have said this and what you were thinking what you were feeling, right? When it comes to God, we will certainly break trust with him. Why? Because we're human. And I'm human, you're human. And that, that's not an excuse for mediocrity. It's, it's not just a, oh, well, we're just a bunch of old sinners. I guess it's okay. No, 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 no. But that is a context, and that is a reality. And you've got to at least start there. We're human beings, and so we all have and can break trust. Which is interesting to me, since we all are in that category together, it's interesting why we spend so much time focused on the trustworthiness of other people. Right? Isn't it interesting? You ever thought about that? I mean, all of us struggle with being trustworthy. All of us can screw it up. And yet you and I spend most of our time frustrated with the lack of trust that we have with other people. We're focused on them. And what they do and say and haven't done and haven't said and what they should be and what they should do, whether it's your spouse or a friend. And we complain and we complain and we complain. I mean, just the other day, I was standing in the kitchen talking to Donna and I was lighting somebody up. It was one of y'all. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Not this service. Another service. And man, I was letting them have it. Can you believe? And I, I just had it. And boy, it just, and after I was done, 
Donald looked at me and said, but you're doing the same thing. And so I left. And I ain't been back since. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Looked at her, I said, I'm not. And she was dead on, man. She nailed me. Just, you know, and it's interesting how I get so quick to focus on the trustworthiness of other people. You know, here's the truth. You and I would be surprised how much better our lives would be. How much better our lives would be and how much better things would go even for us, if we spent more time focused on our trustworthiness than we spent concerned about the trustworthiness of other people. Well, I just can't trust them. I just can't trust them. I just can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you be trusted? Why don't you concern yourself and why don't I concern myself and why don't we concern ourselves more with our own trust issues than we do others? Something else I want to kind of get out on the table here before we launch into how to become more trustworthy, because I think it's very important to understand this and at least to identify this in your life. In every relationship, in every relationship, you're doing one of three things when it comes to trust. You're either dealing with broken trust, you're rebuilding trust, or you're protecting trust. You're either dealing with broken trust because of something you said that you shouldn't have said or something you did that you shouldn't have done and you broke their trust because all of us have and all of us can and some of you are dealing with that. And things are not good right now or things are shaky or things are you're living kind of in that question mark area where you're not quite so sure how things are going to turn out because you broke their trust. And you're dealing with that. If that's you, if you fall into that category, then own it. Own it. Ask forgiveness for it and make some changes. If you are dealing with broken trust because of something you said or did. Now, others of you, you're, you're kind of past the shock and awe of dealing with the broken trust. And you're in the process of rebuilding trust with that person. And you're, and you're going to give it, you're giving it another shot or you're trying again or you're working on it. And boy, that's a process. And that takes time. You don't just rebuild trust just like that overnight. Listen, very carefully, very carefully, especially if you're young, you can lose in five minutes what it may take you five years to rebuild. They say, well, that's depressing. Ain't it, though? But it's true. You can lose in five minutes what it will take you years to rebuild. That's a lot of pressure. Well, maybe we just need to take it a lot more seriously. You're either dealing with broken trust or you are rebuilding trust, and that takes time. It's a hard work, but you commit to it. And then there's others of you, and hopefully most of you are protecting trust that you already have with them because things are strong and things are healthy between you and so you're working hard to make sure things stay strong and things stay healthy between the two of you and so you go out of your way to make sure that you keep that trust protected because it's so very important because you know once you lose it it's so hard to rebuild it can be done But boy, that's challenging. And so you are being intentional and you should be intentional. The truth is, is that we're probably at different stages with different people. 
Some people you're here, some people you're here, some people you're here. But regardless of what stage you're in, I think what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes is going to be helpful. I know it's going to be helpful for me. Trustworthiness has always been a high value. Trustworthiness has always been something that people have greatly desired and sought after. To be around trustworthy people and specifically to be seen as a trustworthy person. I mean, you go all the way back in the ancient times, you can see it. I mean, go to the ancient Old Testament, ancient, you know, even beyond, you'll, you'll see these words, an oath. You, you read about people taking an oath, right? What's that? What's well, a pledge of trustworthiness? Or a vow. They made a vow to that person, or she made a vow to him, he made a vow to her. And specifically in the scriptures, you see the word covenant a lot. You know what that's all about? It's all about establishing and maintaining trustworthiness. Fast forward. Think of the pioneering years. Think of the world your grandparents grew up in. You say, well, I wasn't there. I know, but they've told you. They've told you. They've told the stories. Your grandpa told you about, man, all it took was a handshake and your word. Yeah, I did that deal. I bought that 100 acres. And all I did was shake his hand. And I told him I'd pay, for, I'd pay for it. And sure enough, I was good for it. Do you remember the day? Do you remember the day? You can hear these people talking. Do you remember the day when a handshake and your word, right? But now, listen, ain't this the truth? Now we live in the world and in the day of disclosure statements. Contracts. Fine print and read all the way down to the bottom. There's this box you have to click. I agree to the terms and the conditions. And you're just trying to buy some gum. That's all you want to do. You just, just want to chew some gum, man. Can I chew some gum? No, but we need to know what you're going to do with this gum when you spit it out. <laughs> right? Good grief. The world has changed. But you know what hasn't changed? Trustworthiness. Is highly desired and highly valued. King Solomon went way out of his way when he was writing the Proverbs to his sons and daughters. Went way out of his way to establish the ill effects of not being able to be trusted and the value of being someone with strong character, strong integrity, someone who can be trusted. And to help his family, his children, and us, even thousands of years later, understand that when you can't be trusted, it just disrupts life. It disrupts relationships. It just disrupts things. So it's so very important. And he, and he wrote things like this. I, I think this is fascinating. Putting confidence in an unreliable person, someone you can't trust, someone who's untrustworthy. Look at this. This is so colorful. Is like chewing on a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. Trying to trust an untrustworthy person, especially in times of trouble, when you really need to depend on them, trying to depend on someone you can't depend on is like chewing on a broken tooth. Anybody ever done that? Not many of you, because that's called a dental emergency, right? But here's what you could probably 
deduct from that scenario. It's going to be painful and not very productive. You probably just won't eat until she's fixed, right? It's going to be painful and not very productive. Well, we probably, most of us, have had the experience of trying to walk on a lame foot or a foot. You sprung, you're broken, right? And you're getting up and like, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And the thing's like this big. I'm all right, I'm all right. I don't need nothing, right? Painful and not productive. Trying to deal with someone who's not trustworthy is painful. It's not very productive. You don't get very far, do you? Hmm, that's a problem. He twists this around and goes a different angle with it when he says this. A gossip, well, we all know what gossip is. It's what other people do. A gossip goes around telling secrets. But those who are trustworthy, worthy of trust, can keep a confidence. You can trust them with what you tell them. He brings God into this next one. Check this out. Very clear. The Lord God, guys, I'm my God now, detests or hates or can't tolerate and is sick and tired and fed up with lying lips. Lying lips. But God delights, gets a kick out of it, brings him great joy in people who are trustworthy. People, when they open their mouth and they say things and you're not sure if you can trust what they say because they don't do what they say, they do something opposite than what they say. And you look at them and you're like, you're lying. There's no way. You're not telling the truth. And you know they're not telling the truth because they're not trustworthy. God can't stand that kind of stuff. He detests it. However, it brings him great joy. When someone opens their mouth and they're found to be trustworthy, You know, Jesus talked about this too. He did. He talked about it in many different ways, in in different places in his earthly ministry, but one of the most common things Jesus said, one of the most popular, rather, one of the most popular things that Jesus said about being able to be someone that someone can trust is found right here. And Luke records it. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. See the importance? The importance of being able to be trusted even with tiny things, small things, things that no one else knows about, things that no one else sees. That if you can't handle the small things, you'll not be able to handle the big things. It's a great lesson to learn. A fantastic principle. He takes it a step further. Jesus goes on to say, so if you have not been trustworthy in handling, and there's so much we could talk about on this, I'm just trying to illustrate you the importance of trustworthiness, okay? But look at the example he gives. If you haven't been trustworthy with handling worldly wealth, the stuff that, you know, just the the stuff that God has entrusted to you, who will trust you with true riches? Now, he's given a nod here to the things that God wants to bless you with, but God cannot bless you with, and God will not bless you with until you prove that you are trustworthy with what he's already entrusted to you. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? 
The whole point is, Jesus is saying, if you can't prove yourself trustworthy with little things that belong to someone else, who's gonna entrust? God's not gonna give you more, which is a, kind of a side note here, and this is kind of free. This is not what we're talking about, but just it's interesting. Perhaps, maybe that's why you don't have what you think you should have, or you don't have more than you have, and you don't have now what you've been asking God to give you because you have yet to prove yourself trustworthy with what he's already given you. It's interesting. God bless me, God bless me financially, but you don't give now. God's like, I'm going to give you more to be stingy with. Give you more to rob me with, and we'll give you more. Okay, now no, 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 just, just let's move on. Let's move on. Because Thanksgiving holiday, you know, let's keep it light. <laughs> so trustworthiness is extremely important, is it not? So here's what I'm gonna do in, in the last several minutes that we have together. I want to give you some practical handlebars, something that you can get your hands around, something that you can actually put into practice to say, this will help me become more trustworthy. Maybe you're not a trustworthy person or you've broken trust. This will help you fix that. This will help you move in the right direction. Or maybe you are trustworthy. Well, you will find that you're already doing these things, but these are the things you need to understand you must do and continue to do to become trustworthy. And I mean everybody here. I mean Christians and non-Christians. I mean young, especially young, and old alike, and everybody in between. This is what it looks like to become trustworthy. And by the way, trustworthy does not mean perfect. Trustworthy does not mean flawless. Trustworthy does not mean you won't ever make mistakes. Because after all, you are still the gold center. But trustworthy means you are behaving and living in such a way where you're building, protecting trust. And you could call these the ABCs of trust. And the reason you could call them this is there's three of them, and one starts with an A, the other one starts with B, and the other one, Q, C, right? All right, here we go. Let's start with the first one, becoming trustworthy. If you wanna become trustworthy, trustworthy people align what they say and what they do. Bring what you say and what you do into alignment. Align what you say and what you do. Because here's the deal. I can't see your heart. And I can't read your mind. And I don't know what your intentions are. All I can do is hear what you say and see what you do with my own ears and my own eyes. And then decide... Is there alignment between what I've heard you say and what I see you do? And when there is not alignment, when what you say and what you do do not match up, that breaks trust, does it not? You know it does. You've said it. you felt it. Well, I can't trust anything they say. Why? Because they said this and they didn't do it. Or they said they never would and they did. And they said they always would, and they didn't. You say it. Align what you say and what you do. It's so simple, but it's so challenging. With your spouse, hey, you want a stronger marriage? Then align what you say and you do. Align what you say and you do. Husbands, if you say it, do it. And do it when you said you would do it. Wives, if you say it, follow through, do it. It's that simple. 
It's not that easy, but it really is that simple. Hey, parents, listen, listen, listen. Align what you say and do. Your children are noticing, and they notice really early, and, and they take notes, and whether or not they understand what they're seeing, they're hearing what you say, and then they watch what you do and how you live, and they're doing the math. Wait a second, dad says, but dad doesn't do. Mom says, that's not what mom does. I hear mom talking on the phone. She's like, she didn't do that. She doesn't do that. Align what you say and do. Parents, I know we're big. We look at our kids and we say, I will always tell you the truth. I will never lie to you. You should be able to look at your kids and say that. But if you tell them, I will never lie to you and I will always tell you the truth, then parents, listen up. Never, ever, ever lie to them. Always tell them the truth. And your parents are going, well, of course. And that means with everything, everything. Don't give your kids one opportunity to look back and go, but I, they told me this and that wasn't true. That ended up being just a fairy tale. That didn't end up being a, yeah. Always tell them the truth. That's not always easy. It's very unpopular. It can be unpopular with them. It can be unpopular with their friends. It can be unpopular with other parents because other parents are you know, all about you know, just fudging here and fudging there. It's a little white light. When you start coloring you know, the things you say with colors, you're in, you're in, you're in trouble. Just always tell them the truth. Oh, here, let me give you one more free thing. Parents, when it comes to discipline, align what you say and do. Align what you say and do. It's, it's fascinating how as parents we do this. Johnny, put that down. Johnny doesn't put it down. Johnny, if you don't put that down, then this is what you're, you're going to time out and you, Christmas is over. <laughs> That's a big one, right? And then Johnny doesn't put it down. Johnny, if you don't put this down, this is the third time you've told Johnny. Johnny, one, two, Johnny no fool. Johnny knows. One don't mean squat. Two don't mean nothing either. But you don't really have to sit down or stand up or walk the line until she gets to three. Align what you say and do. You see how that works? There's some of you parents, you're getting played, you're getting played, you're getting played. <laughs> Align what you say and do. Hey, at, at work, with your job, you want to be a trustworthy employee, you want to be seen as someone that can be trusted, align what you say and do. When you say you'll be there at a certain time, be there at a certain time. If you say you will do this, do this the way you said you will do it. Hey, Christians, listen very carefully. Align what you say and do. Align what you say and do. You know, the, the, the culture has a word for us when we don't align what we say and do. Y'all want to help me with that word? No, it's got more than four letters. Come on. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. <laughs> hypocrite. Yeah, a hypocrite is someone who says something and then does something different, right? Yeah, and I know some of you are like, well, that's why I don't go to church. That's why, that's why I don't go to church. I don't go to church because all them dang hypocrites up at the church. Well, you're right. You're right. This room is full of them. Look at y'all. There's a bunch of hypocrites watching online too because you told people, I'm going to church today. <laughs> you're sitting in your PJs. But you're coming to church. It's still good. We're all good. And we're so glad you're there. Right, we're all, we're, Here's the deal. Let me ask you a question. I know it's tense. This will lighten it up. Here's a question. 
Where should hypocrites be? If people are having trouble aligning what they're saying and doing, don't you think church is a good place for them? In fact, the church ought to be full of hypocrites. So we're doing good. Look here. We're exactly where we should be. Bunch of hypocrites. It, yeah, you yeah, to clap. Hypocrites do that because when you clap, it takes the attention. Amen, preacher. Amen. Amen. That's so good. You think you agree, you hypocrite. Isn't it true? Right? And where, where do you expect to go and not find hypocrites? Like there's no hypocrites out there. <laughs> good luck with that. You end up on an island all by yourself. You want to avoid them. Then you'd have to leave because you've been there. So <laughs> align what you say and do. All right, uh, B, 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 ready? A, B, be the first. You want to become trustworthy, more trustworthy? Be the first, be the first, be the first, be the first. One of the most powerful relationship principles I know of is this simple one right here. Whenever there's a question, whenever there's a question in a relationship, where trust is brought to the table, be the first. Be the first to bring it up. Don't wait for them to mention it. You be the first. Anytime there's a question of alignment between what you've said and what you've done, or there may be a question, you be the first. You bring it up. Be the first to apologize. Hey, I'm so sorry. Don't wait and say, well, she probably won't notice. Well, I'll just stay busy and he won't. Well, it doesn't look like that they're real affected, so they probably didn't pick up on No, 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 no. Don't even leave a gap there. Fill the gap. Be the first. Be the first. Be the first. Ask for forgiveness. Be the first to admit the wrong. Take the lead. Take the lead in closing that gap of trust. And be the first to explain a potential misunderstanding. Be the first. If you got a feeling that what you are able to do is not going to line up with what the expectation was with that person. Be the first to have a conversation. Be the first to clarify. Be the first. Be the first. Don't just wait around and say, well, we'll get around to it. No, 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 no. Because see, that creates the gap. That leaves the gap open. And as humans, we often don't fill that gap with trust with each other. We go, yeah, figures. I didn't think I could trust him. Yeah, figures. It's what she typically does. So I don't want people to say that of me. And I know you don't want people to say that of you, so be the first. You know what that does? It shows intent. It shows intent to protect trust. Hey, hey, listen, student, middle school or high schooler, college student, hey, 20-something, you want to learn a great principle that will take you far in life? Be the first. Be the first. Be the first. A- Align what you say and do. B, be the first. And C, if you want to become trustworthy, then come to me if it's about me. Come to me if it's about me. Go to them when it's about them. Go to people when it's about them. Don't go to other people when it's about them. That's right. Do you, do you, you know, you know that. You would say, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. Then that's, let's do that for each other. Let's go directly to the person and talk to them directly. Let's not talk to other people about them. Because when you start talking to other people about them, you know what that does? That creates this gap. And, and I begin to wonder, well, what did you say about me when you were talking to them about me? And who else did you talk to about me? And why don't you just come to me when it's about me? 
And that principle is so powerful. Gossip is so damaging. A shared confidence will kill trust every single time. And Christians, listen very carefully. Let me just go ahead and say what everybody else has figured out. We can be the worst. Because we have this thing called prayer gossip. You know what prayer gossip is, right? It's gossip carefully disguised as a concerned prayer request. Oh, it's, it's sneaky. It's sneaky. We need to pray for her. Why? Oh, you didn't know? Well, listen, let's just keep this between me and you. And we need to commit to pray. I'm going to pray. You pray? Okay, yeah, I'll pray, but tell me. And then you tell him, oh, Lord, she needs Jesus for sure. Well, let's pray. And so what you've done is you've just damaged somebody's reputation. You've just uncovered a confidence of all things in the name of something that's so beneficial and holy in the name of prayer. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Keep a confidence And if you need to talk about an issue, go to the person who has the issue, not to everybody else about their issues. Okay, okay, I'm almost done, but I got to tell you this. I I, I don't get to do this much anymore because word got out that I do stuff like this, and so people don't tell me stuff anymore. But, like, I I can remember one day out in the lobby, uh, someone was coming up to me, and this was years ago. They came up to me and they said, you know, this person, they said this, and I'm so hurt and blah, 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 blah. Can you believe it? What should I do? And I looked to him and I said, I think you should go to them directly. In fact, they're right over here. Come here. And I brought them to the person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I guess services team cleaned up the floor. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's just, I brought them together and said, you know what? I think there's a misunderstanding here. I think the two of you should have a conversation. Um, and this is what's happened. And this person was dying a thousand deaths, you know, and this, this person had no idea. And so I walked off and I don't know what happened, but there we go. What, what if we got into the habit of doing that? Don't come to me about them. Go to them about them. Come to me about me. And here's what happens. When you come to me about me, You know what it does? It helps me build trust with you. I go, wait a second, that wasn't wasn't easy for them to do. They came directly to me. That was tense. That was a little controversial. I know that was uncomfortable. I appreciate you coming to me, and I appreciate you coming to me directly. And I appreciate you coming to me first instead of going to everybody else because it enabled me to, to clear up this misunderstanding before you misaligned my reputation to everybody else with something that's not true, or it allowed me to deal with it directly to you, the person that I've offended. Now I don't have to go clean up a mess with people that it had nothing to do with them. Thank you for being a person of integrity and coming to me when it's about me. That builds trust. Hey, let me ask you a question. Can you trust you? Are you the kind of person that you would trust? Because if you're like me, you're very quick to notice the untrustworthiness of others. But let's look in the mirror. Can I be trusted? 
And my challenge to all of us is to become the person that you could trust. And if you'll become the person that you could trust, you don't have to worry about being the type of person that other people can trust. Let's, let's align what we say and do and be the first and go directly to people when it's about them. Because even though all of us have broken trust and all of us can break trust, all of us can become more Christ-like in that we become people who can be trusted. Let me pray for you right now that God will help you in your areas of untrustworthiness and that God will help me do the same. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this challenging yet very simple principle of trustworthiness. Father, forgive me for not aligning what I say and do and procrastinating instead of being the first and going to other people instead of going directly to people. I, I, I don't want people to look at me and feeling like our relationship is like chewing on a broken tooth, walking on a lame foot. I want to be someone other people can trust. And that's on me. And Father, I need your help. I need your strength to become a trustworthy man and husband and father and friend and pastor. Father, we all need this. Help us. And what I'm asking for me, please do for us and help us all to make this decision, to become a person that is worthy of trust. And so when we look at people and we say, trust me, it's something people can actually do. Please help us in Jesus' name. Amen.